Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Welcome to Sidebar with Cindy with me, Cindy Suef and Sale on this Wednesday, the 14th of August, 2019. Tonight we're asking, what does success look like for the woman of today? Family, marriage, career, studies and more. Let's talk about it on Kaya FM 95.9. Sidebar with Cindy on the home of the Afropolitan. Kaya FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. I'll be taking calls on 86 You can use the hashtag Sidebar Cindy and Kaya FM Talk on social media. If you've missed any of our previous shows, please go to kayafm.co.za, go to FM Rewind, and you can catch our podcasts there. If you're not in Gauteng, you can listen to um, the show on DSTV's audio bouquet, channel 861, or you can go to kayafm.co.za and listen live. So this evening, I have two guests in studio. I have two of my friends in studio, and um, Sunyati is an author, and she's written two books, um, and she's divorced with a son. And I'm also joined by Dr. Kanyesile Chabalala, who works in the public sector and health, and she's separated, and she's a mother of two. And we're discussing, um, as I said earlier on, you know, we're talking about life, love, and everything else. And what does success look like for the woman of today? So call us on 86 You can SMS us on 36959. But before I take your calls, I'd like to welcome Sue and Kanye to Kaya FM. Hi, Cindy. Hi, Cindy. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you guys could make it to studio. I think it's always nice to have um, to have guests in studio. So I'll start off with you, Sue. Um, you're from Zim. Mm-hmm. And I've, I, we're the same age. You and I are age mates. Yeah, we're age mates, yeah. And um, I know that writing is um, something that you, you know, you've always written from the time that you're in high school, but you've made it a career now, but you had something else that you were doing before going into writing full time. So I actually, I used to write as a hobby mm-hmm. and I was a, an investment analyst full time. It was my full time job. And that's probably, you know, what I've been doing since I started, you know, my working career in 2001 mm-hmm. up until, you know, last year, I mm-hmm. was always working full time in investments, you know, in the finance industry. So that that's what basically you know kept me going. It was that was my day job, and I just used to write after hours. It's only until last year when I actually got retrenched that you know I took up writing as a full time thing as opposed to a hobby. Mm. And how's it going so far? It, it's hard, but I mean, when you do something that is your passion, you know it's fulfilling. So you know it's it's not easy, but I, I love it. It's my first love, and so you know I'm doing what I love now. You know, and I think. It's not as taxing anymore as the investment industry is, mm. and when you're trying to balance a career and with a, and a child, it's a very, very a young difficult, a young you child know? of that yeah. yeah. So you know, I think this was my year of being able to exhale because mm. at some point I felt like you know I was running on a treadmill, you know, and trying to juggle mm. so many things. You know, career, a child, the writing, it, it was a lot. And you know, so I'm glad that you mentioned um, retrenchment. That's a reality that's 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 looming um, for many people in South Africa at the moment. And um, people have started thinking to themselves: If I was to get retrenched, what would I do after that? And you have, you know, you have your writing to, to you know to lean on, but not everyone has thought about the possibility of them not having a job, you know, tomorrow or next week or, you know, at, at the at the at the beginning of next year. I think with you know, I mean, with the statistics, twenty nine percent unemployment, and with more, you know, jobs being lost, it's it's a reality that people have to face, and the reality is you might not be able to get a job immediately. I mean, I think I left, you know, my job last year in in May. Mm. And we're in August now. And, you know, you could, it's effectively, you could be sitting unemployed 
for over a year now. It's it's a real thing. And I think a lot of people are just like one paycheck away from, from poverty. You know, if you lose your job today, you go from middle class to low class overnight. A lot of people don't have savings. So it is quite a scary reality for a lot of people. And yes, I am thankful that I have my writing to fall back on because I can imagine if I didn't, you know, you know what options are there out there. And in terms of explaining, um, you know, your situation to your family, was it difficult? Have your parents, I know your parents are both still alive, they're both in Zimbabwe. And how have they been, um, you know, about everything? And my parents are generally very supportive, you know, in terms of, um, you know, they understand that, you know, it happens. I mean, this is not the first time I've, I've lost a job. Um, I remember just after I'd given birth to Sabelo in 2014. And Sabelo's five this year. He's five, yeah. The company that I used to work then, for then also, you know, whilst, on maternity leave, whilst I was on maternity leave, the company actually also, you know, went into liquidation. And when I was, you know, supposedly, after, you know, meant to return after four months, I suddenly didn't have no a job, job to mm. return to. So, he, you know, I've been down this road before. So mm. <laughs> the only difference was then is that I had squishy breasts. I was, <laughs> you, know, a new, you know, a new mom. And I was a single parent. And suddenly you had the prospect, you know, unemployed and being a mom. It was, it was quite daunting. But, you know, life, like I'm saying, you know, I wrote my way again, once again, through that phase again. You know, sure. that's when I actually started doing all the script writing. And, yeah, so, yeah, I've been, you know, I've been there. So when it happened again, this, you know, it was, I wasn't scared because, you know, I knew, you know, I've, I've walked this path before. And I just figured, I mean, what did I do then to survive that I can do now? And you sort of replicate you know, your actions and yeah, you get by. Hmm. So if you've just joined us, you're listening to Sidebot Cindy with me, Cindy Fansale, and I have two of my friends in the studio. I'm chatting to Sunya, she's an author, and I'm also chatting to Dr. Kanyisila Chabalala, who's a medical doctor in the public sector, and we're just talking about life, love, and everything else, and what it, what is it, what it means to be a, you know, a modern woman, success, failures, all the things that affect affected our moms that affect us now and how are we responding is it easier for us is it more difficult um so yeah can you welcome to the show thanks cindy for having me so you decided to specialize um we worked together for a while and then you went on to yes, specialize after that and um have you finished specializing or you still you still at it i am two months shy god willing of being a specialist and it's been four years of of extra study it's been a four-year journey correct and how has that been so far Look, it's not easy. This is actually a conversation that we've been having with colleagues, especially colleagues in other disciplines in medicine mm. as well, is that when you climb on that stage, you know, it's beautiful, it's wonderful pictures, it's happiness, but the journey that comes with it, that's the part that nobody talks about, the sacrifices that go into it. There's often neglect of your kids. If you have kids at postgraduate mm. level, there's neglect of your partner, your friends and your family. It's It can be quite a difficult and sometimes lonely journey. And I think people also forget to always be there for you. You know what I mean? They, they, they also forget you because you're always missing events. You miss birthdays, you miss weddings, you miss funerals. After a while, people stop inviting you because you're always not present. So it's a very, very difficult journey to really work, walk through sometimes, yeah. But w worth it, I think, at the end. And how old are your kids? So my kids, are, I've got two girls, seven mm -hmm. and three years old. And so you, you understand at that age, they still need you a lot. They're still mm. quite needy of your time, of your attention. And so it can be quite tough to juggle your time between being present and being there for them, but not dropping your obligations at work, at school, being a present partner. It becomes a really difficult journey sometimes to walk. And those are some of the things that people don't talk about. We just celebrate the end part and we share the pictures, but we don't tell people what a difficult journey sometimes it can be to walk. 
And that's an important um, conversation. I think, you know, you should definitely give talks to, 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 to young girls that are contemplating become me- becoming medical doctors and so on. Just to tell them that it's, it's great to be saving lives and so on. But um, there's, another, there's another side to the coin. And not to discourage them, yes. but just to, to make sure that they go into this um, with their eyes, with their eyes mm. wide open. I think any career for that. You know, I think yeah. things are just yeah. that much harder mm. for, for women. Look, the medical fraternity is still an old boys club, mm. especially in South Africa. And, um, you know, here you are telling us your experiences, you know, in it. I think generally we've empowered women to think big in terms of career, in terms of being professionals, but we haven't given them all the tools they need to navigate the other parts of adult life, whether it's finances, whether it's relationships and all the expectations that come with it from family members, from partners. It's, it's something that I think we need to do better at. Um, during training actually to prepare women to say these are some of the decisions you're going to have to think about when you get are you going to have kids at which point you're going to have kids because it it also becomes difficult in the workplace when you're a professional and people are relying on you when you're studying to say I'm considering having kids Mm -hmm. people look at you a certain way to say well what should we do with you know the work that's allocated to you in that time and these are the some of the considerations that women don't necessarily think about you find yourself you're there And you have to now juggle all of it and it can be quite difficult with all all the demands. And I don't think we do enough to prepare women to think about those things. And the side does that you get if you say that your child is sick and you need to go home. I'm telling you. And you know what? The other thing is that it's not just women we need to prepare. We need to prepare men. So a friend of mine, we're having a conversation that we're building these women to be strong women, Mm -hmm. to be independent, to be professionals. But we're not necessarily dealing and equipping men who are partners to these women to cope with it, to say, what do I do when my partner is not able to be home to cook every night or not able to be home to look after the kids every night? So we're empowering women, but we're not necessarily empowering the men to deal with women who are going to be in positions like this. Because yeah, I think it's, it's important for the men to be a, you know, play a supporting role. It's, women can do it easily, but men, when the tables are flipped, mm. can't. You know, that thing of having to wash the kids, put them to bed, breathe, you know, they, they, they're not good at playing a supporting role. You know, they always want to be the ones featuring, you know, and the woman's the one waving the flag. But they need the, the kind of women we have now. The men also need to adapt. And, and I, I, think it's, I think it's society has to... We can't necessarily blame the men because we didn't equip them that way. We didn't necessarily raise them to think that way. So we have to consciously start thinking about that now. So how do we do better? You know, you might be expecting that of your partner, but they've maybe never had seen it before, firstly, in their own homes, the way they grew up. And no one's ever taught them how to do it. So you suddenly get into this and, and then now you're expected to do it, but no one's not equipped you to do that. So I think in general as a society, we have to start doing a little bit better, speaking about expectations, speaking about roles and being intentional in the way we do things and communicate. But I think sometimes you give men a free pass by that they never saw it. I mean, I look at my, my dad. Mm. My dad was very hands-on with us and he didn't grow up, you know, in that era. Yeah. I mean, when my mom married him, she was, you know, fresh out of high school. She had a, my, my brother very young. And, you know, he, he supported her. He, she then, you know, finished her schooling through, you know, correspondence. My mom has a master's degree mm. now. And she did that all because he supported her. You know, he gave her the platform. She's, she had four kids, but he also gave, gave her the platform to further in Excel, you know, mm. because he could support her. So I don't think, you know, it's, it's enough to say but men weren't exposed I think if, if you have compassion as a person right. you, you can actually step up and say look I need to do ABCD mm. so that my wife can do EFG mm. you know yeah.
Well, well, look, I think we're evolving, we're learning, and that's why it's important for us mm. to have these conversations. If you've just joined the conversation, you're listening to Sidebar Cindy with me, Cindy Siwe Fansel. I'm chatting to Sunya Tien, author, and I'm also chatting to Dr. Kanyisile Chabalala, um, a medical doctor in the public sector. And we're talking about, um, you know, what it means to be a modern woman and, um, you know, what a success for the modern woman look like. And... Um, Sue and Kanya sharing the experiences. Sue was retrenched last year in May, and and now she's you know she's gone to full time writing. Okanyi is specialising. She's two months shy of of, of graduating, and and that just how they've juggled everything. You know, being being daughters, being mommies, being partners, and and so on. I mean, Kanya, I know that um, your mom also has a, a very a, she has a big job in in the department of which department is it, which ministry women, is it? Women, women. Yeah, mm. and so how did when you were growing up, how did she juggle? Her, her life and bringing you guys up because she's very busy again it was a journey and how she looked when she was in her say 20s 30s and how it looks now it has evolved and it's 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 quite a marvel for me to watch how my father's had to evolve with her because he started off also quite stern and you know zulu man and this is how things but he's had to sort of grow with her and understand that she's not that kind of person but it takes a lot to live through that and to sort of walk walk the journey together and they've evolved together so I, I think I think it happened slowly it's not something that happened overnight it's not something that she woke up and she was a certain way it, she grew in it over the years and so did her partner and we sort of as a family had to evolve throughout it so it, it, it's nice that I've been able to watch and see um, how that that's gone but the other thing that I think she's done and I've learned from it is that she didn't suffer from Aban Pazotini. Mm. You know? She sort of paved her own path and made her own definitions. And those were discussed Difficult in-house. as it was, yes. she, she did it. Yes, yeah. she did it. And, and the things were discussed in-house of what she's able to do, what she's not able to do. And they were discussed in-house as family. And we all had to understand. So, But that was us, that unit internally. And we didn't necessarily look at Aban Pazotini. What are people outside going to mm. say? What are they expecting? And I think that makes it easier when the conversation is between the core you know. So yeah, and I think probably for you seeing your mom mm. emerge into that role mm. also probably gave you confidence that it can be done, mm. you know, that it's possible to have a family, to have it all. Yeah. I think in general you just need you know, success is hard in the sense that especially when you're a professional woman, you 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 do want to try to fix things all the time. Mm. You want to have, you know, answers for everything. And doctors particularly, you know, <laughs> you know. Cindy, That's how we're wired. Yeah. If, you know, the, foot a problem, is, if the foot it. is rotten, you amputate. Yeah. You know, we fix problems. So it takes a while to realize that you have to lean on others as well. Mm-hmm. You need a support base. You need some you roots need, yeah, that You need help. to ask for help. And you, you need, need to help. ask for help. And you can't do it alone. And certainly the journey I've walked. I, I couldn't have done it alone. It, mm. when, when I say it takes a village, it has literally taken a village to see me from year one to year four to get to this point. You can't do it alone. Yeah, I think you're really right about saying you need a support base. But, I mean, can you imagine for me, I'm living here in Johannesburg. Correct, yeah. And my parents live in Zimbabwe. Mm. You know, so I don't have, you know, grandparents where I can ship the child off to. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, you know, you find that you know, although you have siblings, you know, they're not always there. You know, people will say, oh, we'll babysit the child, but they babysit when it's convenient for them, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily mm-hmm. when you need. And this is where friends come in. <laughs> I know? think I've learned, I've, I've got a handful of friends that I now know, good. okay, if I need to do something for Marinus and I need to do something, we've got friends that we can rely on. And that's been such a blessing. Sue is Sue being one of those friends. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? And you've also been there mm. for me. I mean, yeah. Marinus has, you know, babysat Sabel you know, a couple of times. Yeah, when yeah. Sue and I are out, <laughs> out and about. And yeah. it's, you need that because, you know, sometimes, like you say, you need the support base. Otherwise, you, you know, you, you'll be stuck. Yeah. You know? And if 
it's hard to raise a child on your own without a support base and but I absolutely agree that family is sometimes not necessarily your blood relatives mm. because mm-hmm. the way that we live now, so many people are migrated, especially in Gauteng, we know people come from all over. And so they don't necessarily have the traditional mother, father available to assist. I'm lucky in a sense that I do. But your friends, you know, become the family that, yeah. that you've chosen, mm-hmm. that you weren't True. born with and you rely on that as well. Mm. Not only in the workspace, but also in the personal space. But particularly also in the workplace, it's, it's helpful to have colleagues who believe in you, who understand the work that you're doing, who can, you know, sometimes you're dragging your feet and, and as much as, for example, I'm passionate about health system and making the health system work, there are days where you don't want to work. And so it's important to have those friends who pull you along and, you know, push you along and, let's do this and, and carry you through in those difficult times but it depends on the environment i mean I'm, i was in corporate and i used to you know analyze listed stocks on the jsc and it was a very you know hectic because it's real mm. time and it's a very male dominated industry i mean mm. i was the only woman on the team and you know they, they don't understand my child is sick mm. you know you exhaust your family responsibility sure. you know uh you you take you know you take unpaid leave and you still have to come back and meet the deadlines. So, you know, it's, it's the environment is not as sympathetic, mm. you know, and, but you still, you know, you, you, and you don't want to be that person to say, well, you know, I've, you know, I'm falling back, I'm using it, you know, you also want to keep up and, mm. you know, so you, there's a lot of pressure, you know, so some environments don't, you know, allow that. Yeah. yeah. And, that's, and that's why I think it's important for people to know that we all just, we are all just winging it you know there's no perfect mom there's no perfect aunt there's no perfect sister there's no perfect anything we're all doing the best that we can and the one thing that i miss when i look when i look back on my childhood i really miss that that village i miss that community mm. thing i miss i miss having lots of relatives around when i grew up in zim i grew up in a little bubble of south african women and that was really special mm. but here we are and we're just all scattered we we're in johannesburg the majority of us are in johannesburg but my goodness benoni is so far from lingsfield just so far from wherever and we all say mm. oh we'll visit we'll visit bring the kids bring the kids and we don't do it we caught up in this hamster wheel of, of of working and, um, you know, when people come to see me, you know, at, at work and, and they're stressed and they're burnt, I'd always say to them, just, 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 you know, put your laptop away and leave it at work and go home and just rest. Because there are people who do that. They come to work and they do the bare minimum and they go home and they have, they have blissful sleep. And here you are tapping away at two o'clock in the morning. It's not worth it. Yeah. I'm not discouraging people from working hard, but I'm just saying, Wuti, sometimes these things catch up with you. No, absolutely. And burnout is a real thing. Um, it does happen. And just because you say you're passionate about your work and you love your work mm. doesn't mean you can't burn, burn out. out. Yeah, true. You know, I, like I said, I'm passionate about health system. Mm. I'm passionate about public health work. I think it's meaningful work, but doesn't mean you can't burn out. So it's very important to be able to, and, and it's difficult because the mom guilt kicks in. All it's very important, time. Very important yeah. to find time for self-care, whether it's 30 minutes a day, whether mm. it's your bath time, whether it's your reading time, whether whatever it is that works for you, whether it's a weekend where you ask a friend two hours, I need to have lunch by myself, eat warm food, not cold food. Yeah. But it's, it's very important to build that in because if you burn out, you won't have anything left to give. You know, so even in the workplace, as much as you can love your work, you can be good at it, but it's very possible to burn out if you don't put in those checks and places to make sure that you take care of yourself first. And I'm chatting to Sue Nyati and to Dr. Kanyisile Chabalala about success. What does success mean to you as a modern woman? And, you know, we all have our own definitions of success. I must say that my definition of success, um, given the work that I do and what I'm passionate about, is making sure that babies that are born to women living with HIV are born HIV negative. That's really what I do day and night. That's all I dream about. That's all I think about. And whenever I get a message back that a baby was born and that, born, that baby was born HIV free, 
that's that's success for me. Other things are bonuses, but that for me is really the core of of my calling of my calling in life. And um, relationships, you know, before we went for the break, I said we'd come back and speak about relationships. Um, Sue, what's your relationship status at the moment? No, I'm very single, and you know, I tell people that I'm single, and people don't believe me. <laughs> and and it's true, you know, I I honestly don't have time for relationships, you know, and that's the honest truth. I mean, between you know, raising my son and writing books. I, you know, it, it doesn't leave much room, you know, for a social life, to be honest with you, you know. And, you know, I'm that kind of person, when I write, I need total silence, right? Which, you know, oftentimes I don't get, like, you know, during the day, you know. So, which means I have crazy writing hours. So I might write, like, at 2 a.m. to 6 a.m., you know. <laughs> and can you imagine having a relationship? I mean, when do you get to see each other, you know? You know, it's very awkward. So, yeah. And and being a single parent, when you when you do meet someone, um, how soon into the relationship does the issue of of your having a child come up? I mean, people ask this. I'm always upfront about having a child. I mean, I've never hidden the fact that I have a son, and I think you know it's always good for someone to be aware that they'll be dating a woman with a child. I mean, I've tr- I tried dating about two years ago. And for me, what I found is that, you know, it's, it's very challenging when you're dating with a child. Okay, for starters, I don't, I don't want to introduce, you know, my prospective partners to my child. I mean, I think it's a no-no. I think my son and, and you know, my prospective dates are, you know, it's totally two distinct, they, you know, two distinct, you know, worlds. And mm-hmm. they shouldn't, at, you know, I don't, there's no, at any point, I don't think they should actually, you know, meet. And I try to keep them separate. And I think the other problem is when you you when you you're you're a parent like I live with my son so you, when you go out on a date then you have to arrange for a babysitter, you know the other logistics you and it, you know you can't have a relationship that's spontaneous you know you know someone can't just wake up and say baby let's drive to Durban it it doesn't work because you have to always plan like okay what happens to the child if I'm away on a weekend, and a lot of men don't understand that they think you know you, you know you they come second in your life you know. Well, they, they do. I mean, your well, child comes first. There's always, you know, they're like you don't prioritize yes, like us, it. or the, you know. So there's always like, you know, drama, you know, which, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm not a person. I don't like drama, so I try and avoid drama. So it's it's not easy. It's it's difficult, and you find like the men these days are not even consistent, you know, in terms of being present, being, you know, it's you one you minute one minute you here, one minute you gone. So the dating world itself, navigating it is very tough. So it's a very challenging space. And I think when you enter it with a child, you also have an added challenge, um, yeah, in that space. So coming back to Twitter, the hashtag is Cindy. We're still taking calls on 86 Um Nomatemba says, male-dominated environments don't make allowances for women in the workplace. It's stressful to have to explain why you must stay at home to nurse a sick child, be home by 6 p.m. to have supper ready, and not be on your laptop at nights and on weekends. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree with that. But I think, for me, uh, part of the reason why public health works for me, as opposed to being in a clinical speciality, is that in as much as you get to take work home with me, it's far better for me than being on site at a hospital. Mm -hmm. So for me, I appreciate in as much as taking work home is not ideal, I appreciate that if you're able to do that, you can at least be present for supper, for bedtime, put your kids to bed, and then open up your laptop and do work, and still be productive and progress at work. So 
you know, you can't win on all fronts. But for me, that is a little bit of a bonus. I suppose it's more specific to my field in a sense that my other colleagues would be on site at a hospital mm, being 24 a hours, ish, you know. Yeah. So being able to take work home and still be present in the home, for me, it's a, it's a win of sorts. Mm. But I understand that it's different context for different people and we might not experience it the same way. But for me, that's a bonus. Mm, and that's the voice of Dr. Kanyisile Chabalala, a registrar in the um, public sector um, at the Department of Health. And I'm also chatting to um, Sunyati, an author. Um, Uzo on Twitter says, Asi busy, asi busy. It's too much, honestly. Life, love, careers, friendships, and motherhood. It's a lot. We have mastered the art of, of, fun- of being functioning zombies. I mean, she has a point there. But I think also... You- you can't take everything. It's a lot. If you think about it all at the same time, it's overwhelming and it's a lot. Mm. You can't take it in, it's all in entirety. You have to break it up into chunks that are palatable and do it task by task, day by day. And that's how you sort of see what you're doing. Otherwise, you become overwhelmed and then you tend to not be able to function. So bit by bit. And every day I think there's a success or something you can say, this I've done and I feel good about it. But you also have to, you know, you choose your battles. You can't do everything well all you're at not the same time. To, yeah. you're, you're not expected to. Anything, they yeah. say jack of all traits, master yeah. of none. Yeah. So you kind of have to choose every day. What is it that I'm prioritizing today? What is it that I want to, you know, really put first today? And then you do it day by day. But otherwise, if you're going to look at it all as in everything you have to do you're going to feel overwhelmed and your relationship status can you so i'm separated um i was married for about eight years with my partner for 13 but recently separated and it's interesting uh, sue was saying that she's single and happy so i'm a big believer in love i love love i love romance yeah you're a very romantic always person. have been always been. <laughs> <laughs> but i also know and understand that you know there's a concept in medicine that we have that necessary but not sufficient so what i've learned is that love is necessary as a foundation but not always sufficient there are things that happen in the context of adulthood of marriage that sometimes were beyond what you could have perceived mm. for example what happens when there's infertility what happened when a partner lost a job? What happened when there's different successes? One is more successful or more earning more than the other, especially if it's the women. Those are some of the challenges that sometimes love in itself is not necessarily sufficient mm. to carry through. And the tools that we don't have in general as women in marriage or in, as couples in marriages to deal with some of those things. So, yeah. Okay. And and mm. um, how, how did your family, forget family, how did your mom response when you when you spoke to us and mama i'm planning on on separating so for me it's 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 very different it's not an announcement that i've had to make because the people in my life have walked my journey and i sort of live very authentically and transparently it's not something that i'm shy to ever speak about with the people that are close yeah. you know <laughs> granted i'm on kaya fm tonight <laughs> but generally with the people that are close they've generally walked the journey with you so everything that you've been experiencing and and that's the one thing that i think women have we talk most of the time versus men who often you know when they chat with the guys it's superficial it's sports with us i've tend to speak a lot so by the time something like this has happened most people have walked the journey with you and they understand it and you sort of all dealt with it together yeah. so when you're at the end point it's not going to be a surprise to people because they've, they've been there they've seen the days where you've been you know down and crying and 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 when you're at the end point and usually when you get to this point you've sort of gone through the process mm. and you've dealt with it and you're fine for the fact that you can talk about it that, you know yeah you're already dealing at some level you, you've dealt at some level mm. but for me like i'm saying i live very authentically and transparently so the people in my life mother included friends included they've sort of been there so it's not necessarily a surprise you know 
So those will be a surprise. Will be maybe people who haven't seen you in quite a while. Yeah. And I think that's indeed something that I wanted to raise. How difficult it is. You know, when you're getting married, it's easy to make announcements. When you're mm. pregnant, it's easy to uh. make announcements. But it's so hard for women. For example, just even losing a pregnancy. Mm. How do you tell people? At which point do you make an announcement to everyone at the same time when you? Are going through a divorce when do you tell people do you wait till you see everyone one by one you know so it's quite a difficult thing to go through to know how do you then share this news share the news and well, help everyone to? else and, and the other question is do you have to share the news i think you do i mean yeah. i remember i once tweeted it i said you know the same energy you use to announce that you are getting married yeah you should also use the same, you know. Well, I don't know. I don't really agree. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but okay, let's take you know. calls. So we're taking calls on oh eight six double zero double zero nine five nine. That you know, you, if you if you've just joined us. You're listening to Cyborg Cindy with me, Cindy Suefansel. I'm chatting to Sunyati, an author, and Dr. Kanye Chabalala, um, a registrar in public health. And we're speaking about um, relationships, life, love, and what does success look like for the modern woman? We have Umandisa calling us from Joburg. Um, good evening, Umandisa. Thank you for holding and welcome to the show. Uh, good evening, Dr. Cindy. Um, I feel that for me, like success as I've gotten older requires like peace of mind. You know, um, it's so hard to to actually find a workspace where you have peace of mind. And it's what I aim to find everywhere I go. Hello? Yeah, yeah. no, we're listening. <laughs> we're listening. Okay, sorry. Yes. <laughs> okay. And then what I've also noticed as well, in particular with my, now like, has been going on this, this week in my workspace, the support from women, we've just come from Women's Day, but toxicity amongst women mm. and the fact that our level of support is very superficial. Mm. We stay with each other because I said hi to you or whatever, but we're not really there when it comes to the integrity and actually supporting one another and making sure that we leave the mean girl stuff behind. That's the one thing I've constantly found that I still haven't become successful in, in navigating a space where people are not toxic. Mm. You know, where you also don't find yourself in the midst of the, the toxic nature in your workspace. So, because once you find that you've become toxic or the toxicity in your life, you cannot do it but bring it home because when you tell someone else, it's as if, you no, know, you're also playing into the games that are, are around. That's why, I, like, I try and aim for peace of mind. Yeah, you need to protect your peace. Also. Mm. Yeah, it's also so hard. And I think young girls, you, you, you guys were mentioning, uh, preparing young girls for the workspace. We need to also prepare them emotionally to handle the emotional space and avoiding people that are not good for them. Mm, and I think it's, and I think one thing that I, I keep reminding people is that you're not there to make friends, you are there to work. And then outside of work, yeah, you've got your friends, you've got your people, you've got your squad. And that's what most of us should learn to do. I mean, I, I've, I've been learning all my life because I just love everybody. But not everyone loves me back. And that's a lesson I'm not learning at the age of 43. So, yes, it's important to remember that work is work. And then outside of work is outside of work. That's true. That's so true. Thank you so much. No, thanks, Mandisa. We have Utulani calling us from Johannesburg. Good evening, Utulani, and welcome to Sidebot, Cindy. Good evening, Dr. Cindy, um, and your two guests there. Look, I just want to say... Um, your, your guests are wonderful ladies. I think they they have every right to be proud of what they've achieved in their professional and personal, you know, spaces. Uh, it's a pity that um, I'm a daughter, you know, sneaking a man. I don't understand why 
we, we don't appreciate and embrace women who who achieve because ultimately my wife's success is is my success. You understand? Um and I and, and, and I just want to encourage them, you know what? Keep keep it going, ladies. Do what you do. We encourage young ladies, young people who are young women who are coming up, you know, uh impart you know, the, the experiences and all that and, and yeah, I just I just wanted to to say I appreciate you guys and yeah, just all the best. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you, Tulani. That's Very so sweet, sweet of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for calling. So still taking calls on 86 The hashtags on social media, Saipod Cindy and KFM Talk. And we're still talking about success. What does success mean to you as a modern woman? What does it look like? Um, do you ever compare yourself to your aunts, to your moms, to your grannies and, and you know, how they lived life? I know that, you know, when I look at my mom and the stuff that she achieved um, at the age of, that, you know, that I'm at now, my mom did a lot. She was carrying, her, you know, her sister and my granny. She was looking after you know, her family. Mm. And that's really what she spends her life doing, making sure that everyone else is okay um, and successful and that my cousins managed to finish school and graduate and so on. And yeah, she did a lot. She did a lot. I mean, I think that's the story of many women, right? Just particularly mm. black women where mm. they've had to carry so many people along with them on their journey as they've been growing and discovering themselves who they are. So it's not a unique story per se. A lot mm. of women and particularly them have had to carry families and people along with them in their journey. And sometimes I look at, at the life of, 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 you know, most black women and I ask myself, when do black women rest? Yeah, many are so exhausted. I think that's the other side that, of the coin that we never see. You, you see this picture of a woman, you know, who's doing it all. But you know, behind the back door, she's like a quarter to having a breakdown. Mm. And those are the kind of things we, we, you know, you don't, you're not privy to. And, you know, and so sometimes it's, it's the picture you see is very misleading, you know, because then you think, okay, you know, this doesn't come, you know, with the huge sacrifice or it doesn't come at a price, but often it does, you know. And like you, you know, you were saying, you know, sometimes you need to be real, you know, about what, you know, the reality of it that most of us are winging it and there's a lot of juggling at times. Mm. And, you know, although, you know, it looks, the, you know, the picture looks good. I mean, I remember someone on Insta saying to me, wow, you work, you know, you wrote a book, you know, it's, it's amazing, you know. <laughs> and I was saying, but you probably didn't realize how tired I was, you know, those two years mm. of doing all that, you know. All you see is the end product, you know, and sometimes, you know, people don't know, you know, the, the hard work and, you know, the, the, the awful side, you know, the exhaustion. I mean, I used to write like in the morning, like 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. before I went to work. Mm-hmm. 6 a.m. I'm up, I'm getting yeah, my son books ready. books don't yeah, just happen. Right? Yeah. You know, we love reading. So you write, yeah. you're a brilliant, brilliant writer, but they don't just happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, there's a lot of pipeline work that goes in. So at 8 o'clock, you see me at work, but I've done so many other, you know, jobs before getting there. Yeah. But at the end of the week, I used to, you know, I used to pass out, you know. Mm. But, and, you know, people don't see that side. You know, I've always been conflicted about the term strong. <laughs> <laughs> and when people use it as a compliment, like, you're yeah. so strong. And, and, and I always thought to myself, gosh, you know, when I was a little girl, I never grew up and said, when I grow up, I want to be strong. Mm. It's not something I aspired to mm. be, but it's something that you sort of had to develop along the way, some sort of re- resilience. But I don't necessarily think it's something that we should... I don't know. It's, it's not the first thing that we should aspire to be. There's so many other things we should aspire to be. Aspire to be happy, 
to be you know successful but strong is not really it's just a byproduct of what we've gone through but i don't think it's necessarily something that we've any of us thought as a little girl i want to grow up to be strong you know so i'm always conflicted about about how i feel about that I'm chatting to Sunyati, an author, and Dr. Kanye Chabalala, a medical doctor. And we're speaking about success and the modern woman and what success looks like. We have a caller from Protea Glenn. Good evening, Johnson, who's calling us on 86 Welcome to the show, Johnson. Uh, hello, hello, Dr. Phil. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I'm all right, Dr. Kanye. Sister Sue, how are you? Good, thanks. Good, good. Uh, I was... Li- uh, I don't know what was happening there because actually I couldn't be able to hear it properly on the last minute, but I just wanted to comment mainly on, so she mentioned something about uh, someone being, um, and, and especially on us as men, where you need to be more supportive to your partner if you know exactly maybe your partner needs to go ahead with the career. And uh, she actually gave an example about the dad, which she said, um, he was there for the mother. Mm. I think it is more than life. It's it's so important, especially to others. That I don't think we we're still in the in the stage where you can say I cannot afford my partner if the partner needs to go ahead with future and all that. Obviously, when we meet, we got similarities. You'll be able to pick up that there is future on this person as well. And it's 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 way back all that. I mean, as a man, I cannot be able to afford if my wife can be in studying maybe at night or anything that I can be able to buy the kids and maybe make food and all those things. I mean, it's very rare these days a man can just say, you know what, I'm at home now, there's no food. You'd be surprised. But make food for yourself. <laughs> mm. it, it's something that actually you need to, 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 to take a call as a man and be supportive to your partner. And to say that, you know what, I need this woman to achieve one, two, three. So I need to be there for the first um, I wanted to mention mainly on that, that men will need to be, be there to support that as well. You understand? Irrespective of Brexit. As I said, it's, it's way back out that the men cannot be supported. They want it. They want it to actually I mean, uh, um, uh, and take a step in terms of career. Understand? Okay. Well, thank you for those comments, yeah. Johnson. Okay, so that is Johnson calling us from Protea Glen, and um, Sunyati. What do you have to say about what what, what Johnson? I, I totally support him. I mean, I think if you if you listen to a lot of women um, who've made it, like who've like you know reached the pinnacle of their careers, who are CEOs, who are married with kids, and the common thread they always say is, "I had a supportive husband and kids who listened," you know, and. So you can see how that is important, you know, kids who did what they were told and what they were supposed to do. And I was reading this article that, you know, a lot of the times um, children are, are blamed for killing women's careers. But it's not true. They're, it's men who've, who've killed women's careers because they didn't do their, you know, what they were supposed to do. They didn't stand up, you know, and pitch in. I mean, even if you're not with your partner anymore, there's certain things you can do. You know, show up, take your kids on those weekends. So that you allow your woman, even if it's if she just needs, you know, time to re- refresh, rejuvenate. That's also very important. Um, that time out, you know, as as a mom as well, you know, because you, you ex- when you're exhausted as a mom, you don't mother well. You know, yeah, so you yeah, often and, need, and, uh, yeah, exactly. yeah, you need to rejuvenate. So an unhappy mommy, yeah, has an unhappy family. Exactly. But I just like to add on that. I, I don't. I I agree, but I don't totally agree with everything you're saying. Mm-hmm. In a sense that we can't put everything solely and squarely at the men's feet. 
we also have a responsibility to sometimes communicate better in terms of what our needs are and what our expectations are. And we also sometimes have a superhero thing where you know, you're so used to doing and you keep doing, you keep doing, you keep doing, and you don't necessarily always effectively communicate, this is what I need from you. This is what I, this is how I need you to step up. So I'm not saying that men don't have to come to the party. I think sometimes we also have to be clearer in terms of what our needs and what our expectations are early on from the onset. Um, instead of well, waiting people until people change we, scripts all the time. That's true. I mean, at the beginning you agree on something yeah. and then five years down the line, but then there has to be continuous communication that's on both fronts, mm. not necessarily on the one side where you, sometimes you might, on both sides, you might expect someone to know what you need. You might expect someone to to read that you're exhausted or you need the certain thing. So all I'm saying is that there has to be continuous communication from both sides of expectations from the beginning and as expectations evolve because we change and we evolve as we grow all right? the time. So yeah, we need to continually it, yeah. be communicating and say, this is my need. This is what I need from you now. You know, that's all that I'm saying. Mm. But I find that men do the bare minimum. I mean, like you always hear, you see this a lot, even on Twitter, you hear people, I'm babysitting my kids, Yeah, you know. And half the time, what that looks like is someone lying on Sunday with the babalas. You know, he's got the remote control. The kids are playing close by and the mom only gets two hours, you know. Yeah. You know, because he's recovering from something. Yeah. I mean, how do you babysit your own kids? I mean, that's something in the language. Yeah. It doesn't cultivate that kind of relationship. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's stuff like that. Like a woman will say, oh, I, today he decided to stay with the kids. So I've got like two hours. I mean, as if it's like Christmas. Do you know what I'm saying? It and and we've normalized that. It's it's not yeah. normal. No, that's yeah, true. yeah, that's that's the kind of thing I mean that they need to step up more mm-hmm. in terms of what they do. Yeah, agree. Okay, well, you're still listening to Sidebar, Cindy, with me, Cindy Fancel, and I'm chatting to Sunya T, an author, and Dr. Kanye Chabala, a medical doctor who's um, specialising. And just going back to Twitter, U um, Husikati Mikateko says. As a young individual, I'm still trying to figure out my life and I haven't found definitions that will describe success for me, even the relationship goals I don't have. Hi, Dr. Cindy. Good bad my side. I'll name the stage of my life the trail. And then Tabi Singh says, um, you know, what she values is, you know, what she's looking forward to as well and what she values is being my own person, being able to draw the line and take care of my mental, physical and emotional health. With those three in a good place, I'm able to conquer the world and win. Even if things don't go my way, I'm able to lift myself up and start over. And Ooh Sindile says, I'm also learning that, okay, she's, she, uh, what I'd commented about being you know, people in the workspace and, and mm. adjusting there. I'm also learning this now. I'm the sweetest person and I have love for everyone, but not everyone loves me back. It's a sour mm. pill to swallow, but our purity gives us peace. Mm. And that's all part of growing up, you know, learning that not everyone's going to like you and no, not everyone has to like you. And right? developing you get to some work. sort of resilience. Mm. You get to work, workplace. we're working. Outside of work, you've got your friends and your people who you can be all buddy-buddy with. Mm. Yeah, and I think, you know, the thing is, there is no one blueprint for success. I think we've always, you know, tried to have this thing that, you know, this is what success looks like. Mm. But I think success is relative and it's different for different people. You know, what I may consider my success, you know, success to me might not look like, you know, success to you. Mm. And I think people should actually try and, you know, you know. It should come, it should, the success should speak to you and, you know, what you're about and your mm. purpose in life. You know, it's not, it's not a one size fits all. Yeah. You know? And speaking of just, okay, being a modern person and so on, modern woman, um, finances, you know, are you expected to help out at home? Like people like saying black tax, we'll just call it black tax. Mm. Yeah. Does your mom expect you to help out? Does your mom expect you to help out or dad? I mean, for me, I'm lucky in a sense that I don't have to do that. They're in their grandparents extended, but by and large, 
in the close family I don't have to do that and that's the one thing I think in my family where everybody has their own measure of success that has helped us and so when everybody has a little piece of their own success it it it, it makes for more harmony and peace in the home in the extended home um, and so I've been lucky in the sense that I haven't had to do um, much of that and there hasn't been much expectation yeah. and Sue? Yeah no look the expectation is there and I think, Cindy, you understand coming from Zim how yeah. things have deteriorated. Very tough. Mm. There's no way you won't be called on to help, you know. I mean, whether it's sending groceries, you know, you have to help some way, mm. you know. And you feel obligated to help as well because of the situation. So, you know, the thing is, the way the economy has turned, people have, you know, become worse off. And they just, it's, they're a casualty of the situation. Mm. So, you you know, you have to play your role and try help in ways that you can I mean sometimes I'm not always able to help and I'm lucky that you know I have siblings and so you can share share, you know the responsibility of assisting you know but definitely you know I think what's new for me in terms of finances has been budgeting and relying solely on myself and as much as you know, so moving from a two income household to to a one one income income household and trying to navigate how you sort of figure all that out from from making sure that your basics are met to luxuries to entertainment to you know the lifestyle that you're accustomed to and your kids are accustomed to that was run by two two incomes so that's that's a definite big change um but it's something that i think you can't be afraid of it and you certainly can't model your life around just money i think one thing that i have to say is that money can't buy peace so if you have peace, you can always adjust everything else and you can always grow in your career and make more money, but you can't buy peace. So if you have that and the finances can be tough in the beginning, you can always evolve and, and work with it. But it is a tough one. It is no, a tough that's one. a great gem from you, um, Kanye. I'm at the end of our show. So what do you have to say before we wrap up and I do my competition? So financially, well, I've always had to, you know, I've been on my own. So for the, you know, the most part and it, it's, it's not easy. Um, but like you have, you said, you know, you have to, you adjust, you know, according to the circumstances. And we'll make sure we buy your books. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> you know, you just, I think with everyone, you just try, you need to live within your means. Yeah. You know, when you make money, try to spend less money than you make. And you just have to be prudent, especially in this economy. Mm. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much, Sunyati and Dr. Kenny Chabalala, for joining me on Type Out Cindy. I'll definitely have you guys back in a few months' time for an update show to see how things are going and to see how many books you've sold. We have to, we have to keep buying her books, mm-hmm. Kenny. I, I promote yeah, her books whenever <laughs> I can. We went to watch rugby the one time, and I was like, guys, my friend's an author, and here's her book. I, I'm a lover of books, so I'll, I'll definitely buy a copy, definitely. No, thank you so much. I'm glad that you guys could join me on the show. It's been a pleasure. Okay, so the Grow Great campaign is a national campaign with the aim to galvanize South Africa towards a national commitment to achieving zero stunting by 2030. Grow Great is running a dads challenge where South African dads are invited to participate in a weekly quiz between 6 August and 31 August 2019, answering questions related to how to raise healthy children in the critical first thousand days. So I have a 3,000 rand baby city voucher to give away. I'll be taking two dads. I have two dads already lined up. Oh, Caswell, no, Tembani. Good evening, Caswell and Tembani. Welcome to the show. Hi, Cindy. Thank you for having us. Good. I hope you guys are ready. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to ask each of you a question and you need to tell me if the question is true or false. And then at the end of it all, the winner walks away with a 3,000 Rand Baby City voucher. If you both tied, we'll have a tiebreaker question and then obviously the winner walks away with the voucher. So I'll start off with you, Caswell, and I'll talk. I'll ask you, um, Timbani. So, Caswell, your question is, community health workers have played a vital role 
in reducing stunting in many developing countries. Is this true or false? True. Okay. Um, Tembani, your question is, there are community health workers who are trained in breastfeeding and can support moms. Is this true or false? That's true. Okay. Caswell, coming back to you. Champions for Children is a program dedicated to ensuring equal access to education for children. Is that true or false? Uh, That's true. Okay. Tembani, community health workers screen children for severe acute malnutrition and pregnant and new mothers for perinatal depression. Is this true or false? That's true. Okay. Caswell, community health workers do not focus on child nutrition. They only focus on their physical growth. Is this true or false? No, that's... Sorry, just say that again, Cindy. Community health workers do not focus what? on child nutrition. They only focus on the physical growth of children. Is this true or false? Or false. Okay. So the winner of tonight's competition is Tembani because Caswell you got one question wrong but I hope you try again next week but Tembani congratulations you've won yourself a 3,000 rand baby city voucher so don't hang up we'll take your details and make sure that you get your voucher oh man okay thanks guys (laughs) well thank you so much thank you so much for taking part so great show thank you so much Sue and 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 um, Kanye for being in studio with me Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.